teach because it's typical it's a typical teaching i wish i even sat down on the table on the chair with the table but we will manage with the pulpit amen that means you have to do more writing more typing please work on the small feedbacks please the feedbacks from the monitors are too much and when you are set you can go live so we're going to continue from where we ended last week last week we looked at a very great difference between temperament character and personality and these are things that if you don't take care you think they are alike but they are not and i'm doing this because in the church you need to understand the nature of people you need to understand who is your neighbor you need to understand the various natures in people and this teaching is going to take no less than even one and a half hours is not enough but i'll do it in an hour trusting god that i'll be able to do it matthew chapter 15 verse 13 to 17 there's still some shishi sh- sh- inside. It wasn't there. So wherever it's coming from. Matthew chapter 15, verse 13 to 17. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted shall be uprooted. Let them alone. They they be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into a ditch. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. And Jesus said, Are ye also yet without understanding? Do not, yet, do not ye yet understand that whosoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly, or whatsoever entered in at the mouth, goeth into the belly, and is cast out into the drought. Now, take me to the previous verse. He said, and Jesus answered and said, are ye also yet without understanding? It means that you can be followed. These are Jesus' disciples who were close to him, but they didn't have understanding. In another verse, Jesus tends to ask them, who do men say that I am? You have to understand that until you understand people, you can never work with them, you can never live with them, and you cannot walk with them. So Jesus wanted to find out who do they, because God knows you, but does your neighbor know you? And if your neighbor knows you, how does he know you? And how is he reacting to his knowledge about you? So Jesus said, who do men say that? And you see, they all had different opinions. Some say you are Jeremiah. Some say you are Elias. Some say you are one of the prophets. And say, you, who do you say that I am? And by revelation, Peter said, you are the son of God. Another time, God sends prophet Samuel into the house of Jesse that go and anoint a king for me. And when prophet Samuel, a spiritual man, when he went, he was misled. 
Why? Because man looks at the outward and God looks in the inward. So as you are walking there, people have defined you. And most of us have broken ties with people because you discovered a certain side of them you didn't like. But I'm here to tell you that didn't make them bad people. The fact that you saw something about somebody you didn't like doesn't mean that that person is a bad person. And this is why I'm teaching this. Because you can be in a department and you not like something about somebody. It doesn't mean that the person is a bad person. And what I'm going to teach today, you have to find out who you are. As I'm teaching, you have to, by the characteristics I'm going to give to you, you have to locate, and by all means, you are inside. By all means, what I'm going to show you, you will find yourself inside. You will find your friend inside. You will find your wife or your husband or your brothers inside what I'm going to teach. So today, I'm going to talk about the strength of the four major temperaments we have. They are, they've added the, five, the fifth one, but it's an intertwined one. That's the, so we have the sanguine, the choleric, the melancholic, and the phlegmatic. The fifth one is the supreme, but that one, when you know this four, it reflects in the fifth type. So we have the sanguine, S-A-N-G-U-I-N-E. We have the choleric, C-H-O-L-E-R-I-C. We have the melancholic, melancholic, M E. L-A-N-C-H-O-L-I-C Melancholic And we have the phlegmatic Phlegmatic P-H-L-E-R-G-M-A-T-I-C Phlegmatic So we have the sanguinous The choleric The melancholic And the what? Phlegmatic and we have, they are put into two major groups, introverts and extroverts. So the introverts are the melancholics and the phlegmatics. And the extroverts are the sanguinous and the cholerics. So now let's move straight. Next week, we'll look at their weakness. And then the last Tuesday, we'll look at the spirit-inspired temperament. That will be, that will be the day I'll preach on the, the subject matter. So today we are looking at the strength of these four temples. The first one is the sanguinous. It's a pure teaching. I told you I wish I had a whiteboard. So if you see me looking through my nose a lot because it's teaching, it's not preaching. I wish I, I, I finished earlier and I asked you any question on your mind. So sanguinous. Who is the sanguinous? So we're going to look at who a sanguinous person is. And then you start giving examples in your mind. Uh, hey, that girl, hey, it's me. Oh, no, it's me. So, sanguinous, a sanguinous person enjoys life actively. They enjoy life actively. They are very active with life. Number two, the second characteristic is that they are very curious people. They are curious. We will say in Ghana, hey, this guy, they, they worry, they worry. Or how dream. So you have started seeing yourself small, small. They love enjoyment. They love enjoyment. 
They, they like entertainment. They easily forget sad moments with change of environment. So, at one instance, they are crying. At another instance, they are happy. Short period. <laughs> so, if they are sad and you change their atmosphere, when others are still sad, they, they, they are happy. They are excited, cry. And if you wonder, is that not the person who was just crying? So they use them more for these funeral, funeral people. They can cry. That's a sanguineous person. They like singing. So most choristers are likely to be sanguineous, over 85%. They are sanguineous. They like entertainment. Boredom is not part of their life. Boredom is not part of They don't like boring things. They are attracted to things that fascinates. They are attracted to things that fascinate, things that are exciting. So you see that some Orthodox churches are losing a lot of their young people to their charismatic because their charismatic fascinate. Hey, I see you're on a 0202251515. <laughs> Come on, lift your right hand, lift your right leg and shout, yeah! So they like, they are fascinated. They have a God-given ability to live in the present. They don't think about tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow will take care for himself. So if you are married to such a man, you may be having a lot of challenges unnecessary. You need to know what type of person you are married to? So sometimes you see that a sanguineous husband is married to another temperament wife to give the balance. So they live in the present. They don't like saving. When they get money, they blow. Let's go and blow it. They like spending on, they like high, they spend on unnecessarily. They like to spend money. They like to enjoy life. That's a sanguineous person. They don't give a thought to the future. What we have now, Charlie, make we talk. Moro will take care of himself. They are optimistic that whatever tomorrow brings, it will be okay for them. So when you are worried about tomorrow, day to day, you know, Charlie, if we get money, make we blow. Whatever we get, we will chop. They easily try new things, plans, and agenda. Whether it will fail or not, they will try. So what you will take time to think about, they will say, oh, child, let's go and do it. Let's, let, let's do it. It will work. If it doesn't work, we'll change our plan. That's a sanguineous person. They don't waste time. They, when, they, they just, when, uh, when they get to the middle, they say, oh, Charlie, we didn't think that we'll meet this old. That's a sanguineous person. Am I teaching you something today? If yesterday's project failed, a sanguineous person will not fear to start a new one. But another temperament will not try it. I will show you. 
So that when you are dealing with people, you need to be a deep thinker and, and you need to understand people in order to relate with them. Else you unnecessarily judge people, you unnecessarily cut off people, you unnecessarily avoid certain people, and every strength has weakness. Every temperament has strength, and every temperament has weakness. We need to understand it in order to flow in the house. Am I blessing you? They are outgoing, cheerful, and very friendly. So we prefer them to be ushers. We prefer them to be ushers. We prefer them to be protocol, aquaba team. We prefer them in that order. We don't, we don't like other type of temperament. We like people who are, they always smile. That's a sanguineous person. They like to share in the joy and sorrows of people. So they like going for weddings. Hey! Just a one friend. And they wait for reception and take snapshots, pictures. Oh, I'm here. I WhatsApp you, update. They like going for funerals. They like sympathizing. When they are in organization, when they are at work, and somebody is dead and they are going for one week, they will never miss. They will be there. <laughs> they will be part of welfare. That is them. So if you are with them, you are like, I think they baby also baby also That is them. And these I told you temperaments are what? They are genes you inherited. It's not their fault, they inherited it. But now they we will always get to know what we are supposed to do. I don't need to jump the gun. They is so by the time I finish the fourth temperament, you should be able to tell me who you are. And by this time, you have identified yourself. Some of you, you have just so Charlie. <laughs> they easily make new friends. And they love people naturally. They don't think evil about people. They like hugging. They like patting. They like... When they are walking, if you are walking with a sanguineous person, you just hold your hand right now. Or put it, hey, Mousy, the way you are laughing, what to move? And turn over the, oh, they will just put their hand on your neck. And it's not for evil people. They just love people naturally. They are very compassionate and tender-hearted. So they easily become vulnerable to criminals and deception. They love to meet the needs of others at their own expense. They can, they can give out their money to people. And when they need money, they'll go and, take, they'll go and borrow money. So in their weakness, we say they are careless people. We'll talk about that next week. So you see that everybody, every temperament, you will see wonderful ones are coming. That is why you must not judge people unnecessarily. Give people space to develop. And that is how a church can gather. Because if you see your brother's weakness and he, through his weakness, offends you, and you get angry and you leave the church. How will the church grow? No, it will not grow. But we need to understand that this is how people are and how at this particular stage they have this knowledge and this is how they are shaped. But it will not be like that forever. They will grow up. If your child urinates on your trousers, that doesn't mean you throw the child away. <laughs> <laughs> 
the child will grow. They easily identify with the feelings of others. A world without sanguinous people will be a boring one. So we need sanguinous people. They are normally blessed with great speakers. So they know how to speak publicly like Obama. And if they are pastors, they will have a lot of young people. They can attract the youth because their churches are exciting, fun. Their churches are dynamic. It's very fun to be in their churches. They will let you laugh and you have party. It's like an entertainment church. And the youth are packed in their ministries, no matter how old the church is. So this is how a sanguinous person looks like. Their strength. I don't know, beautiful. It's just wonderful. Now we move to cholerics. Cholerics. They are self-disciplined and they are self-determined. They are self-disciplined and they are self-determined. They are very confident in their abilities and they drive them aggressively. They are very confident in their abilities and they drive them confidently. So they are very confident. They, when they are talking and you are listening to them, they are like, if you don't take care, you say they are proud. That's how they look like. There are some temperament, they will not even talk about their strength. They will not tell you what they can do. They just want to be at the background. Me, I want to be at the background. I don't want anybody to see me. So there are people in church, as a pastor, I have to come to understand that there are people in church who will tithe, but they won't take tithe card. So if you're a pastor and you don't understand, you will lose them because they have decided not to be known as tithers, but they are tithing quietly to their God in the church. Such a person is likely to be of another temperament, but these people do show. And that is them. What they can do, they will let you know that they can do it. And they will drive it aggressively as if that is the only thing to be done in their life. And they let others, other people's visions look very inferior. That is how they are. They will, they will drive it very, very selflessly, like selfishly, selfless. They are determined to drive it. And it's very aggressive. If you don't take care, you say, well, yeah, person, me but it is his character. They are people of continual motion. They are always on the move. They don't, they don't lie slow much. They are always on the move. You can't be lazy around a choleric leader. Unlike the sanguinous people, their movements are with plan and an agenda. They are very strategic in their movement. They don't just move anyhow. So if, you, if, if a choleric is doing something, you, you must not underrate him. He knows what he's doing. He knows his target, but he's always on the move. They are, they, they are the, this, this one thing I do, people. This one thing I do. And they don't pay attention to other people around them again. 
when they are pursuing an agenda, one thing that I do. Cholerics, they can achieve many things with this determination. So one thing you see about the choleric is that he is very determined. They may think that their plans are better than others because they see themselves achieving more. But that is not it. Their plans are not better than anybody. But what is causing them to achieve more is their sense of determination and self-discipline. But sometimes they misinterpret it as though their plan is better than others. But that is not it. What makes them achieve more is the strength of determination. So they seem to achieve more in life. I'm teaching. They love to engage worthy projects. High taxing jobs. They like to venture into high taxing jobs. Risky jobs. That's the choleric. They love organizing, but they don't like to be patient to pay attention to details. They don't like to execute. They pay the, the detailed part of the job. They will distribute it for others to do. But they like organizing. They want to be the one leading people, organizing people. That is them. So don't, you see, there are some people in your classroom, you realize every time there is a position, they, <laughs> they want to. Uh, and you will be there. As for me, I'm a humble person. I don't like. <laughs> you too, we need you. We will, we will come to you. Give the Lord a clap of hand. If I'm teaching. I know today I'm not quoting plenty of scriptures, but this will help you to relate with somebody better in life. This will help you to relate with somebody better in the church. This will help you understand why somebody behaves the way he behaves. This will help you accommodate people in your life, in the church, in your family, at the workplace, at your, in your business, you see that you get to understand people that you can live with many people. The Bible said, as much as possible, live what? Peaceably with all men. How will you, how will you live peaceably with people if you don't understand them? So I know I'm not quoting scriptures, I'm not prophesying, but I'm telling you, I'm framing you up for success in the future. Give the Lord a good clap of it. They can quickly diagnose a problem and give a quick fix solution. They are the people who are good with emergencies. They can take decisions. Like, there are some people when, you, when there's an emergency, they need to take time, one week to think. But these people, you put them in the midst of an emergency, but they'll give you a solution fast. Most cholerics make decisions based on their intuitions, not based on analysis. They make decisions based on their intuitions, not based on their analysis. So they may do things that you, you may want to analyze, but 
They say, let's go and do it. Because of the inborn confidence in them, they do things based on their intuitions more than their analysis. They love strong leaders. They, they, they have strong leadership tendencies. When they are leading, they lead with strength, with force, with, with, with tenacity. You see, this man is a hard man. He's a, hey, he's a soldier man. Hey, hey, hey. But most of them, when they don't become bossy and they don't become proud, they become very great leaders who influence people to do things that ordinarily they wouldn't have done. Understand your brother. Tell somebody, understand your neighbor. And tell the Lord, Lord, help me understand my neighbor. No, be thy brother's keeper. How will you keep your brother if you don't understand him? You can't be speaking in tongues every time and be relating with people. You need to understand. And this is how we understand by getting to know our strength and our weaknesses and allowing the Holy Spirit to work himself through us for his own glory. They are quick and very bold to take decisions in the face of adversity. And, and, and I just don't want to give examples else you will define me too quick. That's why I'm just giving you point by point and define yourself. So that you know your strength and you wouldn't renege on exercising your strength because God gave them to you for a purpose. Don't ever let anybody talk you out of your strength because it is in the strength that God empowers your glory. So if you are born to influence people and you think people say you are too every day you are rushing every day you alone think that you got but when you see those both of plates when they give them the road to do then they will fail they are quick to accept leadership and to and to be volunteers that's a choleric we want somebody to be evangelism leader you see that they will leave their hands they may not be prepared they may not they will just leave we want people to go and help with um, 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 children's service. Oh, they will leave their hands. They, 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 they like to opt out, to stand out. If they don't become too arrogant, I told you, they'll become very great leaders. They can leave secure positions in job places and enter into new areas without, without like, you, you say, ah, but you, you had a good job. You had a stable income. Why did you stop? He, he sees something more glorious that he wants to dare into that area. Most cholerics are like that. So you will realize that as I'm sharing with you the strength of this temperament, you will see scriptures throughout all of them. You will see the word of God. You know, I'm talking about don't be afraid of God of uncertainties. Don't be afraid of the unknown. Some temperaments will not take that step. Oh, I'll show you. They don't take that. Some temperaments who don't take risks. But all of us are vessels in the hands of God. 
And God is so wonderful that everybody, every human being, he gave a purpose for that human being. That means God has deposited something in all of us. And if your own does not look like mine, it doesn't mean that I am bad or you are good. Are you with me? Are you with me? They have a pioneering spirit. They, they can easily start business. They can easily start a church. They can easily start a movement. They can easily, easily go start building. If you are married to a choleric husband or wife, you will build in, in no time. Immediately you marry, you know, they are talking about, we have, we have to build. We have to start a business. They, they have a pioneering spirit. They don't see pitfalls, but they see the goals of activities. When they are analyzing activities, they don't look at the pitfalls. They look at the goals. And these are, these are things that you should, you should have. But you see, in the choleric, it's natural. You can see all the mistakes, but you say, oh, <laughs> but we are doing it. You can be seen, but they say, oh, but we are doing it. I think we are going, we are going, we will achieve it. Another temperament, when he sees the error, no, hey, he has stopped. Hey, it's not working. He has to change. And if you are staying with somebody like that, if you are in a church with somebody like that, you've got to understand the person. When I said we are going back to the place for crossover, some people say, some of you say, hey, pastor, again. <laughs> Sammy said, hey, you, pastor, you have heart, you have heart. You will go there. Some temperament will not try it at all. I'm not even talking about faith. So what I'm teaching you, it cuts across all faiths, all religions. They are, these are people. They are people who are not Christians who exhibit this. And they are your friends. They have the unshakable confidence that no matter what happens, they will succeed in life. Yes, they are, they are success-oriented. They love to achieve. The last part of that is that adversities don't discourage them. It rather spares them on. <laughs> they always want to use adversity to move on, to advance their course. That's a choleric. Now, let's go to melancholics. A melancholic, if... If I'm living with somebody who's a melancholic, or myself, I'm a, or you yourself, you're a melancholic, how will we know? Number one, these folks are very sensitive and they react to issues very personally. They are very sensitive and they react to issues personally. They are their emotions are very sensitive. They, they take things personal. <laughs> Hello? They have a high appreciation for values in life. They value um, morals. They, they uphold values. Day. <laughs> Are you enjoying it? 
So have you have you have you identified yourself so far? Who has identified himself so far? Okay. Uh, and you have identified another friend. Let me see. <laughs> so the question is, have you identified your uh, choir leader? Who has identified his choir leader yet? <laughs> so <laughs> who has identified pastor yet? Oh, I don't think so. Okay, you let's go on. They have a high appreciation for values in life. They are emotionally responsive. So melancholics are emotionally responsive. Unlike the sanguines, you know, sanguines also have emotional reactions, but their own is haphazard. <laughs> but a melancholic's emotional response is after thoughts. After the it, 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 it comes after deep thinking. So a melancholic's heart can be broken and it can take long for their heart to be mended. And sanguinous. You break his heart today, tomorrow she's in the revelation. <laughs> have you seen you? You have seen yourself. <laughs> a melancholic, he'll be wearing clothes for a long time. They broke in their heart. Because he would spend time thinking through. So after all that I've done, it is over. So it's, it's, that is that is how it is. Yeah. So sanguinous can leave a church and will come back. But when the melancholic leaves a church, it's very serious. When you are married to a sanguinous husband, some other, I will divorce you, I will divorce you. The next time, you are my best, you are my holy puppy, puppy, puppy. Forget. But we are married to a melancholic and say, I will divorce you. It is after a long thought. Are you following me? Am I helping somebody? Are you being blessed? I know I'm not quoting scriptures, but I'm telling you it to the ghetto ministers that are in. Let's clap for them. They are doing well. <laughs> Get to Minister Derricka. You are welcome. Pastor Derricka. <laughs> to us, we are not a pastor, but to the ghettos. Lady Pastor Derek. <laughs> it is well. So, they do a lot of creative thinking. Melancholics do a lot of creative thinking. Because they spend time to think. They like thinking. They are perfectionists. Their taste for perfection is very high. You iron for them, they'll tell you I have no iron. Why is the line not here? It should be here. <laughs> no matter what you do, they will say, why is this not this? And why this is not? You should have done this. You shouldn't have stood like this. You should have said this. The way you know, no, 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 no. And you see that in their, I told you, every strength comes with a weakness. We'll look at it next week, the weakness. Today we are looking at the strength. So everybody identify. If I don't start with strength, you will not identify yourself. Their taste for excellence exceeds human understanding. 
you wonder what at all they are looking for. Hmm. One day I told somebody, ah, our sound, our sound is not. That's a praise. We sound again. <laughs> I'm hearing something you are not hearing. Their requirement for acceptance can be too demanding on their workers. So if you are working with a melancholic boss, you say, Pastor, I don't know what I've done to my boss. I don't know, maybe it's an evil spirit. He just doesn't like me. Anything I do, he doesn't appreciate. He's a melancholic boss. You are learning today. Give the Lord a good clap of So stop binding him. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I declare, Dr. Susu and so, why don't you like me? I mention your name. What are you doing now? Fire! It's just, it's just a perfectionist. You bind him. That's why the more you are binding him, the more he's, they are promoting him. <laughs> pray well. Pray proper prayers. Tell somebody, pray proper prayers. Pray informed prayers. Do, they, they do a lot of retrospection and they always want to think about what they have done to see how best they can do it the next time they have an opportunity. That's how melancholics are. No matter what they do, they still think that they could have done it better. Because when others do it, they will say it's not done well. So even when they do something and they have to be praised, they, they, they avoid being praised. They avoid being celebrated because they feel like what they have done, or they could have done it better. Are you following me? They are very analytical in their minds. They are very analytical. So most auditors, most mathematicians, accountants, architects, engineering, bankers. They are very, very analytical. Kadabahashaya. They can pay attention to details and pick up errors you did not see. Something you think you've done well. A melancholic will come. One, two, three, four. <laughs> you think you've, you've washed the dress. Look at the armpit. Oh, oh, I didn't see. That's a melancholy. They are able to pick up errors. They are able to pick up errors. They, they take up challenging tasks also with more composure than choleris. Choleris can be a bit disorganized, but a melancholic. So you marry a melancholic husband. He wants certain things arranged in the wardrobe in a certain way. You too, Charlie. Abisi <laughs> Bay. <laughs> And I said, when the thing is dry, Master, let's put it inside. Then it become a quarrel, unnecessary. <laughs> oh, 
I don't know why you don't understand anything. I don't know. You are a very insubmissive wife. I say, arrange the thing. Just arrange it. Look at you. You, you, are all, you, you. you all have your. One is a busy bee, one is a perfectionist. <laughs> so, the melancholic will put his key at a certain portion of the dining table. And he knows that it is there. So when he comes and he's not there, he knows somebody has tightened. Even the way they put their shoes down, they know where the brown shoe is. They know where. Hey, and watch you I'm just teaching. Diagnose yourselves. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. They always seem to be against things in meetings. So a melancholic, they they, their negative side is that they are critics. They will be a beard who have something to say. So you see how you're excited about their strength. I told you every strength has its weakness. So you see that my husband, Pastor, I'm tired. My husband doesn't appreciate anything I do. He's always talking about the negatives. He's always criticizing me. It's the weakness of the melancholic. Will you throw him away? And forget the strength. That's why the last Tuesday of this teaching, we will talk about the spiritually inspired temperament. I, all of us have one, and all of us have strength, and all of us have weakness. I can't throw you away. You can't throw me away. You can't avoid your mother. Your mother cannot avoid you. I cannot avoid you. I cannot say go away. No. I'm watching my time critically. Most of them end up as mathematicians, I told you, and they are very faithful friends. They are hardly disloyal. The melancholics are faithful friends because they don't have many friends. They don't make many friends and they are not likely to be friendly. Because they are part of the introverts. I told you, introverts are melancholics and phlegmatics. They are into themselves. So they don't make many friends. Sanguinous people have plenty of friends. If they move into the vicinity today, in seven days, everybody knows them. Hi, how are you? I'm just... <laughs> A melancholic will be in the community for years. Nobody knows the name. The melancholics don't like parties. So if <laughs> Pastor, you are speaking power. So now you're understanding things. Emma, you're understanding things. You have to. They don't make many friends and they don't attract friends. Because everybody thinks they are critics. But they are one of the most faithful friends, most loyal friends, most exciting friends to have, most dependable. They are very sacrificial. That is how melancholics are. They are not friendly. They don't make friends. But those who are their friends, they know what type of friends they are. They are naturally dependable. 
they will complete tasks committed into their hands. These are, these are temperament, inborn genes. They inherited, I told you, you inherit over 80% of your genes from your grandparents. So you look more like your grandparents than even your mother or your father. And you have no negotiation on your temperament, but you have all the negotiations on your character and your personality, which are directly birthed from your temperament. Those of you who couldn't follow last week, you can go back and watch last week's teaching. It will help you. They like to be at the background rather than at the front row. You know the other people, they want to be at the front row. Who? The cholerics. So when they are at the front row, they feel that they are better than those behind. So melancholics like to lay low. They are the background and they are moving things. They love to do well behind the scene and do and they give themselves to the work. Whatever you commit to them, they will do it and they don't want to be seen. But you see, cholerics, when they are in a group and they do something and they don't recognize, eh, we have been in this group, we have been working and nobody celebrates us, nobody honors us. Every day it is this, every day it is this. We today, you know, the more you appreciate people, the more they do their, that's the choleric talking. But a melancholic, oh, we want to celebrate you, oh, oh. Sister Sophia, you have been a blessing to the church. We want the whole church to celebrate you in on our 10th anniversary. Oh, pastor, no. I don't want anybody to know what I did. I'm okay. That's a melancholic. And both of them are right. But if you don't manage them well, if you don't manage them well, you will lose one. <laughs> Give the Lord a clap of it. Now, they are prone to be reserved and rarely speak out their thoughts in meetings. They, 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 they'll be there in meetings. They'll be quiet. They'll be writing, doing everything. But when you ask them to speak and they speak, you see that their opinion comes with deep thoughts. Until you point, hey, Ima, uh, can we hear Ima make a comment? Then when they speak, you are like, ah, so you had all this and you were sitting down. Yes, that, that is how they are. <laughs> they are laughing. People have identified people cry. They don't waste words. They don't miss words. They don't know how to decorate things. When they are saying it, they say it as it is. So that's why they don't contribute to meetings. And to you say, Tilly, speak. Oh, I'm, 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 oh, I'm, I'm fine with it. No, 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 you have to contribute. Okay? <laughs> but when they talk, you can't blame them because they didn't want to talk. They are very straightforward people. They are very straightforward. Now, the last part, phlegmatics. I told you the supreme. We are not going to talk about it. They are intertwined. Is believed to be a mixture of the sanguine and the, um, phleg, um, the cholerics, but we are dealing with. The last one is the phlegmatics. And mind you, it is believed that a man can possess two 
or three temperament, but one is dominant. So, mind you, you, you cannot have, rarely will you have a person having one, but it's two or three, two or three that makes a man. Now, phlegmatics, phlegmatics, they have a great sense of timing, which seems to be inborn. Phlegmatics, they have a great sense, they are part of the introverts. They have a great sense of timing, which is inborn. They are good counselors because they are very patient. They are good counselors. If you have a pastor who is a phlegmatic, he can be, you can enter his office like two hours, you'll be listening. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Oh, Pastor, I can even go and show you where I saw the demon in my... Oh, let's go. No, 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 no. You can watch. Okay. <laughs> they are good counselors. <laughs> I'm sure by now you have ruled me out. The way I give the example, you have ruled me out. <laughs> they are good listeners. They are good listeners. They are good listeners. So you... What are you seeing in what I'm teaching you? It means that, you see, when we are talking about success, 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 maybe 21 ways to be successful, 30 ways to achieve things, you can see all of them running through the strength of all the temperaments. Yes or no? Yes, if you want to be successful, you must be a good listener. And the Bible said, be slow to speak, but be quick to listen. But it is with the phlegmatic. Cholerics don't, they, 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 they don't like listening. They, they will just, they will fast, they are going to act. And sometimes they quickly fall into error. And then they come back and they are like, ah, if I had listened, I wouldn't have made this mistake. But look at their beautiful uh, strength. That's why I told you, you cannot, you, you must understand people in order to be part of a community. You must understand people in order to stay long in this church. Because you are going to meet different people on committees, departments. We put you together. You see that the person is not even the leader. I want to lead the leader. You need to manage it well. Then you give them a job. Okay, you okay, do this one. Okay, get this thing down. Okay, the, the ghetto's ministry. Okay, I want you to handle the children and grow that ghetto ministry children. You bring the person to a point where he begins to use his strength in a positive direction. Are you with me? Am I teaching at all? Or I'm not, I am looking very carnal today. I'm not shouting. One, two, three. Take it now. So I know you you endure this on Friday. We are doing your breaking anointing. I will come as a different person. They are not intensely involved in life. They don't like danger. They don't like risks. <laughs> so a phlegmatic husband, <laughs> unless you push him, he won't buy land. <laughs> unless you go and buy. <laughs> My mother went to negotiate on land, arrange the payment, and brought it to my father before he started paying. <laughs> if you are married to a phlegmatic man, 
and you are waiting for him. They have a good sense of humor. You know, phlegmatics are very, uh, they seem very quiet. But nowadays, everybody says he's a quiet person. <laughs> because as if say, if you are quiet, that means you are more gentle, you are more respectable. You are... Everybody says, so. as for me, I don't talk, I don't like talking. <laughs> phlegmatics have a great sense of humor. A typical person is the late president at Tamils. So you see that you go somewhere and he's talking to say, hey babe! Everybody starts laughing. <laughs> you are shocked that they like you didn't expect that. They're like, hey, oh, They're like, hey. <laughs> the man. Uh, uh, mass <laughs> oh, may he so. So you hear it and you are like, wow. It's interesting. So anytime it's coming to speak, you are like, okay, we will hear something. They have a very great sense of humor. Because they are very reserved. So people don't expect them to. Before you realize they release you. They don't identify with people's feelings. So they can easily be objective in their submission. Did you understand what I'm saying? They don't identify with people's feelings. They, 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 they They are cold. They look like people who don't care. They don't do a They don't do body day. If you are sick, okay, you are sick. <laughs> if you are sad, you are sad. If your boyfriend has broken your heart, you are talking to him. He doesn't feel for you. He will listen to you and he will give you an objective mind. <laughs> if you cry, cry, but he will just tell you that you were foolish. Finish. But a sanguineous person, oh, hey, ha, this one can be wicked, though. He won't say anything, no. <laughs> He's just identifying with your sorrow. <laughs> the advice are always very well thought through. They are dependable friends. They rarely prove disloyal, but some can be very disloyal. They are very loyal, but some of them can be very, because they can be with you. One of, those are the people we call snake under grass. <laughs> so that's their negative. Next week, we'll look at the negatives. You need to know the weakness so that. In my weakness, you are massive. In my weakness. If you are here and say you don't have weakness, you are a liar. In my So next week, I'll show you the various weaknesses of these temperaments. Hallelujah. They are most at times very practical since they don't involve their emotions in what they are doing. They, they don't like pressure. They don't like pressure, but they work very well under pressure. More than the sanguinous. There's a good to be shaking. Uh, you can't even think through. <laughs> and the time exams on trash is so no shake your name your better. The sanguinous, you give the sanguinous a script to read. Obeti under pressure. But a choleric, 
they will not want you to put them under pressure. But when you put them under pressure, because they are well composed and very, very tactical, they will read it. I'm getting to the end of the teaching. He is known for something. They are known for something. Neatness. Well-kept personalities. Neatness. When you enter your boss's office and his desk is basa, 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 surely he's not a phlegmatic. You can give a phlegmatic manager and a sanguinous or choleric manager the same project. You enter their office, the phlegmatic manager's desk will be well arranged. Sanguinous and choleric if you don't take care. Basa. They, they want, you know, that choleric wants to achieve you. It's not arrangement. If the pen will fall down and you can get his cash, you come, the pen is down. <laughs> Are you here? It doesn't mean that he's a bad manager. And if, no, these are their strengths. So the, 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 the choleric would need to do more to be neat. They are hardly disorganized. They are people of good habits. They naturally have good habits and manners. I end by giving you a conclusion of my teaching today. No one temperament is more desirable than the other. What I mean is that if you're sanguinous, it doesn't make you better over a choleric. And if you're choleric, it doesn't make you better over a melancholic. And if you're melancholic, it doesn't make you better over a phlegmatic. Because we've seen strength in all the temperaments. So you ask yourself, so pastor, why didn't I know all this, all this? Well? Because you were not studying, you were not reading. Because some of you should have, I know some of you have read some of this. But we will fit a crack and I've added more. And because I gave it a spiritual touch. Your eyes and understanding has opened. And I'm sure that you can tell me what type of personality is. Only what type of personality do you think you are? Is it? I can't hear. Phlegmatic. Okay. The three of them. <laughs> okay, so Nee says he's a phlegmatic. Who can confirm that Nee is a phlegmatic? Who can confirm that Nee is a phlegmatic? Okay. Any other temperament in him? I can't hear you. can pull it down and speak. Okay. He's a perfectionist, eh? Okay. Your mother too said like this. <laughs> okay. So, Tilly, what's your temperament? Phlegmatic and melancholic. Yeah. Who can confirm? And who is our sanguinous? Okay, so these temperaments put together keeps the world going. It, when you put it together, Ima, classify yourself. Let's let's find out. You are sanguinous. 
Because Larry is sanguineous. Who can confirm that? I think I, I, I can confirm that. That's true. So you see, I know you for a long time. So all your weakness. In your weakness, I am merciful. <laughs> you got to know people so that when they reflect their weakness, you will be merciful because you are made in the image of God. Give the Lord a mighty clap of him. The hard-driving choleric produces the inventions of the genius-prone melancholic which are sold by the personable sanguine and enjoyed by the easygoing phlegmatic. A phlegmatic is a lazy, fair person. Hey, everything goes. If it will bring peace, let's go on. Easygoing. So you can, a lot of people can cope with phlegmatic friends. So they're very loyal. They don't change friends. So most loyal church members are classified in the introvert, melancholics, and flex. It doesn't mean if you're sanguineous, it means you can live home. No. <laughs> but I'm just giving you a statistic. Because of their tendency, melancholics are dependable. Phlegmatics are dependable. They don't want to go anywhere. So if you are sending a phlegmatic to go and start a church, you go, Pastor, please, Pastor, Pastor, please, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be with you. <laughs> if you are sending a choleric to go and start a church, thank you, Pastor. I believe this is the time. Yes. <laughs> and they are all okay. It's okay. Tell somebody it's okay. I'm teaching. <laughs> so, Pastor, yeah, the, the Lord has really revealed to you. <laughs> we have been ready a long time. The Lord, this is the time. He makes all things beautiful in this time. <laughs> the phlegmatic. I'm not going anywhere. You are my father. I'm not going anywhere. Osro, enye, enye, bibia, osro. Enye, osro, no osro. <laughs> Each individual therefore possesses, uh, possesses strength that makes them attractive. As much as we appreciate the strength of these temperaments, we must also be exposed to their weaknesses in order for us to understand people and in order for us to expose our lives to God to help us in our weaknesses. Yeah in our weaknesses. So as I have, 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 have taught you today on your strength, by now you should know where you are and what strength God has put in you and begin to empower your strength. If you want to be great, empower the things God has put in you. Don't be afraid to be objective about yourself and don't be afraid to, to identify with your weakness else you can never do anything about them. 
if you shine away, there are some believers, they are so spiritual that they don't want to say they are this. You are a womanizer. Acknowledge it and believe God and let the word of God help you. Do you know that when your car, you take your car to the mechanic, eh? your, your car is your, uh, maybe your brake that is failing. Then you go and tell the mechanic that your side mirror is not aligning. Who will suffer? God is the mechanic. When we come to church, when we approach him in our rooms, in our closets, in our prayer times, you cannot hide anything from me. You know what is troubling, what is buffeting your destiny. You open it up to him. You are going for an interview. God has opened the door for you. But you are so afraid and scared and timid and anxious. Why won't you just lay before God and say, God, I am scared. <laughs> In that moment, God comes and empowers you. And when you go, they will not see your weakness. They will see the strength of God. I pray that you will get to know who you are. You get to know where you are and you get to know what you can become. Give the Lord a mighty clap of hands. There is a higher version of you you have not seen yet. Stop saying, me, this is how I am. If you cannot relate with me, you can go away. You are not wise and you are not relevant in information. Because every information you acquire transforms you when it is applied. So the way you think today was not the way you were thinking seven years ago. And it will not be the way you will think seven years to come. So why do you think that this is how you are? There is a better version of you, Jude. There is a better version of you, Janice. There is a better version of you, Derica. There is a better version of me as your pastor. In seven years' time, you will see me and you'll be glad that I am your pastor. There is a better version of all of us. A better version. So if today you brag, this is how I am. This, no, that means that you have, you have determined in your heart not to succeed in life. Because there is more things, more for us to do. Remember that every strength has weakness. Allow God to change you into the image of his dear son. That is the conglomeration point for every temperament. You must look like Jesus. The disciples said, we want to look like Jesus. Yes, that's why I said your temperament can change. When you became a Christian, born again, you became a new creation. A new creature. And they said, ah, these people look like Christ. They, they, they changed. Said, ah, they have been with Jesus. That means that there was something they exhibited that was seen in Christ. Stop saying, this is how I am. Stop saying that. We can be better. The greater glory will come with a change. If you don't change, nothing changes. You want greater glory, you have to change. Not by self, but by the Spirit, via the Word of God. Give the Lord a mighty clap of applause.
Let me give you some scriptures, scriptural basis. You know, the psychologists will tell you your temperament cannot change, you are who you are, blah, 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 blah. But I'm showing you that we are expected to change. Yeah, the Bible expects us to change. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. We are reading two scriptures and we are done. How, how many of us want to change to look like Jesus? I want to look like Jesus. Yes, I want to look like Jesus. <laughs> okay. For, for whom he did for no, for whom he did for no, he also did, did predestined. Predestinate to be conformed. Did you see that? To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among. So at the end of the day, our conformation is to become like Christ Jesus. Look at this scripture also. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed. Say, are changed. Never tell yourself, this is how I am. I can change. Tell yourself, I can change. Oh, tell yourself, I can change. Tell yourself, I am changing. Say we are changing. He said, but we all, with open face, beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So you may be in a state of glory today, but there is a higher glory that God wants you to get. And I pray for you that you will get there. The image of Christ will be imprinted upon your life and you will never be the same again. He said, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, we are going to pray that Holy Spirit influence my life, influence my character, influence my personality, influence my temperament. Please rise up and let's pray for two minutes. And lift your two hands to God, a form of submission, a form of surrendering, and ask the Holy Spirit to influence you, influence my destiny, influence my life. Lift your voice and pray. Influence my thinking, influence my dreams, influence my talkings, influence my words, influence my actions. Influence my feelings. Influence my finances. Influence my academics. Captivate my mind, Lord. Holy Spirit, captivate our man. Hey,
I remember an old song my daddy sings. Captivate my heart and let your will be done. Establish them on your throne in my heart. Sovereign Lord, reign in me. Captivate Establish there your throne in my heart. Sovereign Lord, reign in me. Reign in me. Sovereign Lord, reign in me. Captivate my heart. Let your will be done. Establish there your throne in my heart. Sovereign Lord, reign in me. Reign in me. Sovereign Lord. Sovereign Lord, reign in me. Let's sing it one more time. Captivate my heart and let your will be done. Establish there your throne in my heart. Oh, Sovereign Lord. Lord, 
reign in us. We thank you. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. And everybody shall shout a big amen. Give the Lord a clap of praise. Thank you for coming. I want you to take your seat as we give our offering.